Welcome to the Victory Orlando podcast. We exist to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus and to connect them with their purpose. To learn more about us, visit us at victoryorlando.com. Thanks for listening. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired by today's message. Well, what's up, Victory? I'm so thankful you joined us here today at Church Online. What a privilege it is to be able to stand before you and, and worship the Lord together. We're right in the middle of 21 days of prayer and fasting, and I just want to say congratulations. You've made it two weeks. We've only got one more week to go. Come on, I'm so grateful that you've been pressing through, and I'm believing God has been moving in your heart and speaking to you. I believe that in this last week of our fast, it's not a time to take it easy. Just Don't just be looking till when it's over, but rather take this last week turn up the heat. You know what I'm saying? Accelerate into what God has for you. I believe that when we do that, we're going to press in to see breakthrough. And I just want to invite you to be part of our prayer nights. We're hosting them virtually on Zoom. You can jump on there and pray with us from 6 to 6.30 every night this week. And then Wednesday night, we'll be here in person at the Team Center, same time, 6 to 6.30. You're invited to be a part. We've also got our new session of Connect Groups that are getting ready to start here right at the beginning of February. And I'm just asking if you would pray about being a group leader. We need people like you who can say, yeah, I can lead a group. I I can gather some people together and we can do life together, get to know each other better. Our training is going to be this coming Wednesday, January 20th at 7 p.m. We're going to be here at the Team Center. If you'd rather join on Zoom, that's okay. And I just encourage you, we're going to have groups that are online through Zoom. We're going to have groups that are in person. And however you feel safe in the season to lead, there's a place for you to lead a group. And we want to invite you to be a part. I also want to give you an update on our in-person services. We love gathering in person and the services have been amazing. Can I just tell you, Church Online is awesome, but there is something about being in the room. And we have a seat for you and we're always looking at ways to expand. And so I'm excited. We've been working and making plans to expand what we're doing in our kids area. And we're going to be opening this area in the upcoming weeks. And I just wanted to share it with you because we're going to continue to safely host even more kids than we already are right now. We believe that the next generation is rising. We're raising them up to know the voice of God and to know how to lead. And so we love it. If you want to be a part of what God is doing through Victory Kids and Victory Youth, man, we need you to be involved. There's a place for you to serve. If you want to uh, donate financially to help that expansion in that area, you can do that as well. If you want to be a part, send an email to our kids team at kids at victoryorlando.com. Let's take just a moment and pray all together. Prepare our hearts and our minds for the message today. Lord, I thank you for your goodness, for your mercy and your grace. You are such a good and a loving father. So God, we pause in this moment to set our hearts, to set our minds to hear from you. God, I pray that your word would come alive inside of us today. So let it go deep inside of our hearts. Let it take root and produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives because we are good ground. And if you agree, let me hear you shout amen. You know, as I prayed about this new year, I really felt to start with a series of messages called Back to the Basics. We're in week two of our series. We started last week. 
but the basics of the Christian life is all about the surrender of our lives to God and allowing Him to transform our lives from the inside out. We started last week by talking about how to live a lifestyle of prayer. One of the basics of the Christian life is living a lifestyle of prayer. And if you missed it, I encourage you to get on our YouTube channel or on our website. You can get caught up on that message there. This thought of getting back to the basics came from a story in professional football from a guy named Vince Lombardi. He was the coach of the Green Bay Packers football team in the 50s and the 60s. And he was responsible for taking a team that had only won a single game with one of the most talented rosters in all of football history. And when he became the coach, he developed one of the most successful and one of the most dominant teams in all of professional football history. They would go on to win five championships in seven years, including three in a row. But, you know, all this success and this turnaround that happened didn't just happen because they wanted to win. Every team wants to win. It didn't just happen because they had a new coach or because they had a lot of talent. And it certainly didn't happen just because it was a new year or a new season. No, at the start of his third season in Green Bay, it's actually the year they won their first championship, Coach Lombardi walked into the locker room and set things straight. He began to develop a foundation for what they would accomplish. He stood there in front of the players and held up a football and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. And it was at this point, Coach Lombardi was saying, guys, we're going to get back to the basics. We're going to get back to the fundamentals and rebuild everything upon this foundation so that we can accomplish what we have to do in the future. You know, everything successful that lasts over time is built on the right foundation. I want to encourage you today. I want to build up your faith that no matter where you are in your relationship with God or what your background is, what you feel the mistakes you made are, maybe you know God has called you. Maybe you know there's more for your life, but for whatever reason, you're not in that place. And you almost feel like maybe you don't even know how to do what God has put on your heart. In a way, you're kind of like the Packers were before Coach Lombardi. Super talented plenty of great players. You got all the knowledge, but still looks like a losing record. Let me tell you today, it is not over. Come on, you are not out of the game. The past is exactly that. It's past. It's behind you. But God has plans for your future, and they are good plans for you. In fact, Jeremiah 29, 11, God is speaking to his people, and he says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I believe that's God's word to you and me today. And it's why I always say this, and I truly believe with all my heart, your best days are right in front of you. So don't discount yourself. Don't count yourself out. I know, I know the, our spiritual enemy, the devil, would come and try to lie to us and say things like, well, you've never done anything like that before. Remember the last time you tried to step out in faith that didn't work out? Even if you did, you'd probably give up halfway. This is too big of something to believe God for. And by the way, you know, God has way more important things than to focus on this. Surely God would want to use someone with more experience or more knowledge or someone who's way more spiritual than you. Listen closely. Those are lies of the enemy. 
And he brings those lies and constantly feeds people with, he barrages it in our minds and in our lives because the devil is scared out of his mind of believers in Christ who get a hold of the word of God and start living out their calling, start allowing the anointing of God to flow through their lives. Listen, Vince Lombardi had never been a head coach before, but that didn't matter. He didn't let his background or his apparent lack of experience keep him from achieving greatness. And it's the same in our lives. It's time to get back to the basics. It's time to get back to building our lives and our family on the word of God and living in obedience to all God has called us to do. And we're going to see God do amazing things through our lives. See, we can build our lives on a lot of things. But the only thing that is going to produce a foundation that will remain secure is the truth of God's word. So today, the word of the Lord is holding on to the promises. If you've got your Bibles or the YouVersion Bible app, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, starting in verse 20. It says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Let me hear you say, yes. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Did you know there are approximately 7,000 promises in the Bible? That's a lot of promises. But that just means there's a promise covering every area of your life. Come on, that's a good place to give God some praise. And it's here in the scripture, the Apostle Paul is teaching us that everything God has promised, all the 7,000 promises in the Bible, God has already said yes to. Yes, I will do these things. But then the next part that Paul says is on us, the amen. You know, amen means so be it. It's a term to add our agreement to something. So our part is to say I agree. Let it be in my life. God's part is to say yes and to make sure it happens. So in other words, if God has promised something in his word, then we don't have to ask him if he will do it because he's already said, yes, I will. Our part is to live in agreement with his promise. See, holding on to the promise means that we're taking God at his word. We're believing that he will keep his promises. See, God gave us his word and his promises as solutions, as a blessing to see his power working through our lives on this earth. So when we face a need or an obstacle or there's a hurt or a lack or there's a place where we need wisdom, we need an answer, we need direction. Listen, if there's a promise from God for everything that we're going to face in life, that means I can find a promise in the Bible and hold on to it. See, when we're going to receive what God has for us on this earth, we need to understand that God's blessings come to the earth in our lives through faith in what God has spoken. Let me say that one more time. God's blessings come to the earth in our lives through faith in what God has spoken, whatever it is. If we need to receive salvation or forgiveness of our sins, then it comes through faith in what God has spoken. It's the same with healing, freedom, deliverance, joy, peace, provision, direction, whatever we need. In other words, how we view the Word of God will determine what we are able to receive from God. 
if we aren't sure about the Bible, like if we make fun of the Bible, if we just kind of casually view the Bible or we just disregard it. Maybe there are, you know, there's people who question the integrity or the authority of God's word. Is this real? That's probably not what it really means. Then here's what happens. As we approach God and his promises with doubt and not with faith, then we won't receive what he's promised. Can I just remind us today? God is not a liar. Come on, if he said something, then he's gonna do it. So let me say it this way. The level that we value, believe, and understand the word of God will determine the level to which our faith can grow. And honestly, this really shouldn't surprise us. Why? Because Romans 10, 17 tells us how faith comes. Faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word about Christ. So make no mistake. Anytime the word is spoken and someone hears it, faith begins to build in whoever hears it. That's what's happening right now. As I'm speaking the word into your life, faith is being built up inside of you. But any person that hears the word, even as faith is being built, they have the option to believe it, to reject it, to doubt it, to question it, or whatever else. So does that mean the word has lost its power if someone doubts it and then faith is removed from their lives? Absolutely not. The power of the Word of God is unchanged and unmatched. But we got to understand, doubt, unbelief, they cut us off from the power of the Word of God working in our lives. Sometimes people will sit back and complain about the Word of God or, or just think it's just wishful thinking, some nice things, and I just wish God would show up and do something in my life. But all the while, God has already given us everything we need to live this life and live it in a way that pleases him. And he's given us his word, uh, by scripture calls them precious promises, that he's already agreed to do in our lives. He's just waiting for us to make up our minds about believing him and holding on to his word and never letting go. His word is unchanging and how we hold on to the word has to equal that and be unchanging in our holding on of God's word. So today I wanna look at four practical ways to hold on to the promises of God in our lives. If you're taking notes, hopefully you'll write these down. Here's the first one. If we're going to hold on to the promises, then we need to meet God's conditions. See, many people want the promise. They want the blessing. They want the reward, but they don't want to meet the condition. Another way to say meet the condition is obedience or, or surrender. All throughout Scripture, we read as we see the promises that God kind of puts them in this kind of, if you'll do this, then I'll do this. Like God is saying, if you'll meet the conditions, then there's yes to everything I've promised you. But many times we see God defining the conditions clearly throughout Scripture and the promise is following as a result. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 is a great example of God's condition and His promise. It says this, The condition is, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all of your ways submit to Him. So there's the condition, and if we do that, God's promises, then I will make your paths straight. I will provide wisdom and direction so you have a straight path to walk on. God is looking for people who will say amen and agree to what he has already promised to do. See, God's side, it's already completed. He's already made up his mind. His promises are, yes, I will do it. But we've got to live up to the conditions set forth in the promise. Here's the second one. If we're going to hold on to the promises of the word, then we need to mix faith with the word. 
How do we mix our faith with the Word? That's a great question. Thanks for asking. There are four parts to mixing faith with the Word. We hear, we believe, we speak, and then we act. That's how faith works. First we hear it, then we begin to believe it, then we speak it, and then we act on it. That's putting our faith into action. Mixing faith with what we hear. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in the Passion Translation says this, We have the same spirit of faith that is described in the scriptures. When it says, first I believed, and then I spoke. So we also first believe and then speak faith. So in other words, the spirit of faith begins as I believe and then I speak out what I believe. What happened in the life of Mary? The angel of God appeared to her, told her she was going to have a baby and he would be Jesus, the very son of God, the savior of the world. Mary heard the message and faith began to be built in her, but then she spoke out her faith and said, let it happen to me as you say, I am the Lord's servant. So we see in Mary's life right here, the process of faith taking place in her life. She heard, she obviously believed because she spoke out and then she began to act on that. Now, when the angel left, did the baby just appear in her arms? <laughs> no, there was a waiting period of nine months where she received the promise before she actually held the promise in her hand. And can I tell you, when you believe a promise from God, remember, there is a time for that promise to be fulfilled. It may or may not happen in that moment or tomorrow or the next week or five years from now. And if you're in a life or death situation, the time is now. But remember, our faith in God and his word is not based on our timeline. If it is, it's control and not faith. See, faith reaches out beyond what our natural thinking is, what our natural abilities are, what our ability to understand things is, to the supernatural where God reigns and he directs things according to his design. So a miracle that happens is not just because something happened instantly. A miracle happens when we believe God's word enough to plant the seed and hold on to the promise through all the waiting, through all the struggle, and through all the not seeing it exactly when we wanted or how we wanted it all along the way. See, we live in a time when access to information has never been easier or more prevalent. We can access just about any kind of information in the blink of an eye, right from the palm of our hands with our smartphones. I mean, especially in 2020, just about every church has online services. You could watch sermons, listen to podcasts all day long on just about any subject that's out there from about any region of the world. We have so much Bible teaching, so much access to scripture and interpretation and all that, and so many people, we end up just taking it for granted because it's just, it's, it's so much. And most of the time, what I find is that we don't have an information problem, we have an application problem. We have all of the knowledge. But most people really don't know how or really don't want to take what they've heard and learned and apply it to their lives to see transformation. If we want to see the transformative power of God working in our lives and through our lives, 
then we have to be willing to take what we hear and then begin to believe it, then begin to speak it out, and then begin to live it out. In other words, mix our faith with what we're hearing and learning so that it becomes our lifestyle. That's how you know where your faith level really is. Where are you believing? What are you speaking? And what are your actions? Like an honest evaluation will show you what your faith is really in. Look at James chapter 2, starting in verse 21. It says, Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. Skip down to verse 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. See, when we're holding on to the promises... It requires that we mix our faith with what we heard, with the Word of God. And that is what it is. Mixing our faith will show in what we believe, in what we speak, and what we do. Here's the third one today. Check your confession. This is such an important part of holding on to the promises of God. Why? Because we release our faith through the spoken word. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3 in the Passion Translation gives us such a vivid picture of this process of faith. It says, Faith empowers us to see that the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's Word. What a beautiful account of creation. So, it's just letting us know we did not evolve from monkeys or from a single-celled bacteria. The universe was created and beautifully coordinated, not just by God, but by the power of the words that he spoke. He spoke in the invisible realm, gave birth to all that is seen. So God's word and his faith, they were invisible, meaning they could not be seen with physical eyes. But when he spoke, his words brought forth everything that is in the visible creation. So when we see the beautiful sunsets and sunrises, the words that God spoke created those. When we see the moon and the stars and all of the amazing creation around us, it was created by the words that God spoke. And so when we talk about God's word and his promises to us, man, we get our faith in agreement with God's word and we begin to speak it out the spiritual realm and the natural world begins to respond accordingly. See, agreement with what God has said is not just in our hearts and in our thinking, but agreement does take place first in our heart. It's the believing. But then agreement takes place in our mouth, and then agreement transfers to our actions and how we live. Faith believes, speaks, and then acts. So let me ask you, what are you speaking? Sometimes people think they're holding on to the promises, but then the words that are coming out of their mouth are the exact opposite of what they think they're believing. They might be believing for healing, and maybe they'll pray for it at church, or by themselves they'll, they'll, they'll believe the promises, but then when they're around other people, they feel pressured, or they just start talking about how bad everything is, and it's probably never going to go away, or this thing's just going to take them out, or it's just going to whatever. 
It's just counteracting. They're speaking the doubt even though they think they're holding on to the promises. Many times people are believing for a financial miracle, but then they talk about how they never have enough or they probably won't get the promotion. Hard come, easy go. They certainly won't give because, you know, they just, they don't know about that. And they think they're holding on to the promises, but in fact, their faith is showcasing that they're holding on to the doubt instead. Listen, please don't hear what I'm not saying. Faith and our confession of faith it's, it's not a denial of the circumstances or refusing to even see that there are circumstances there. I can address the reality of a disease or lack or whatever it is from a position of faith. I actually believe that it is faith to address the natural situations, but I'm going to address it. I'm going to speak about it through the promises that God has given me and not allow doubt to be the only thing that I speak about it. The reality is, we can say whatever we want. There are many words to say, many languages to say it in. I'm just, I'm just saying, as people who follow Jesus, we have the authority and the dominion to speak life, to speak faith, to speak the word of God, to speak victory, with, speak healing, speak strength over our lives, over our families, over our children, over our businesses, over our bodies. Or we can do like everybody else and just speak words of fear and hate and doubt and worry and whatever else. Listen, it's not legalism. Like It's just understanding that our words will produce whatever we speak in our lives. So you're free to say whatever you like. I've just decided in my family, like we're going to speak the word of God. And I'm so thankful to be surrounded by a bunch of people just like you who've made that same decision. We're going to speak life. We're going to build each other up and we're going to hold on to the promises of God. Maybe today your faith is being built up even right now to hold on to the promises of God for something in your own life. But maybe you feel like you don't know what promise to believe. Like, I'm believing God can move, but how do I find something in the Word? How do I find one of those 7,000 promises? I, I don't even know what to find. Or like, maybe you need help finding a promise. Let me give you a couple tips on finding a promise to believe God in your life so that we can be specific and not just, God, I just hope you do something. No, let's get specific with what God has already said that He would do in our lives. One great way to do that is use Google. Get on Google and search Bible and then put in whatever need you have. There will be a scripture, something that will pop up that you can believe. And let me just tell you, there's no shame in that game. Google is a great search tool to help find what you need from the Bible. So make the most of the tools that you have. There's also great searches in the YouVersion Bible app. You can get on there and search for a word that you're looking for from the Bible. Maybe those of you who are watching online today, you can ask your service host in the chat right now, whatever it is that you're needing to find a scripture for. You can also send a direct message or an email to our pastoral team here at Victory. We would be so honored to help you discover God's promise for your life and to stand with you in faith and prayer. But I also want to give you some promises from scripture to believe in your own life right now. I want to encourage you, write these scripture references down, maybe take screen capture, whatever you need to do so that this week you can come back, look them up, and begin to speak them out over your life and your family. So maybe you're believing God for your children or your grandchildren or, or children you'll have one day. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 13, all your children will be taught of the Lord and great will be their peace. Now, when I say these and speak them out, I personalize them. And that's a great way to do that as well. 
Put yourself in there. Put your spouse and your children in there. Psalms 112, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Blessed are those who fear the Lord, who find great delight in his commands. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Joel 2.28, I will pour my spirit out on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. If you're believing for healing or health in your body or the health of a loved one, Psalms 118 verse 17, I will not die but live and proclaim what the Lord has done. Psalms 91, 16, with a long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Psalms 107, verse 20, he sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Come on, is faith being built up inside of you right now? In Matthew chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, a leper came to Jesus and asked him, are you willing to heal me? And Jesus said, I am willing be healed. And the man was healed. I believe that's God's word to you today. He's still willing to heal you today and he's speaking to you, be healed. 3 John 2, dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all will go well with you even as your soul is getting along well. Maybe you need freedom from fear, worry, or anxiety. Psalms 27 verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? In John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. And I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, For God will never give you the spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Maybe you're believing God for provision in your life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Maybe you need direction in your life. You don't trying to make a decision and you need to know which direction to go. Psalms 119, 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. If you need peace in your heart or in your mind, Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Are you getting the picture today? Like God has a promise for you in your life and we're going to build that faith in us. We're going to focus on the word. We're going to begin to hear it. We're hearing it right now and then we're going to begin to believe it. Then then we're going to begin to speak it out and we're going to begin to live it out. Come on, we're talking about four keys to holding on to the promises of God in our lives. Number one, meet God's conditions. Number two, mix faith with the word. Number three, check your confession. And here is the last one today. Don't give up. Now, when I'm holding on to the promises, it's implying that I haven't received the outcome yet. That's why I'm holding on to the promises. So when we're holding on to the word, it doesn't happen the day you think it's going to happen. Does that mean it will never happen or that the word doesn't work? 
No way. It just means that God is not a slot machine or an ATM. We're not controlling God. God is in control of things and our faith is in him and in his promises. So even when it looks like it's not going to happen, it doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. Someone needs to hear this today. Your spiritual enemy, the devil, wants you to quit. He wants you to give up. He wants you to pack it in and let go of the promises that you've been holding on to when the circumstances don't look right or when someone says, ah, it's not going to work. It doesn't work that way. Listen, when we believe God and we begin to act and speak upon the promises of the word of God, they are effective. There's a story in Genesis chapter 26 where Isaac, who is the son of Abraham, he's in the land and it says there was a great famine in the land. That means there was no water, there was no food, there was no crops growing, there was nothing. I, I, Isaac was like, I gotta get out of here, I gotta go down and the only place there was food and provisions was Egypt. So Isaac starts making plans to go to Egypt. Well, God speaks to Isaac and he says, Isaac, don't go down to Egypt. You know what Isaac did? He obeyed what God spoke to him. He says he stayed in that land. In fact, he planted his crops in a land where there was no rain, where the, the no one else could grow crops. He planted there because that's what God told him to do. And do you know what happened? He says he had reaped such a great harvest. He had so much abundance in the same year that even his enemies and people who were evil began to be jealous of how much Isaac reaped because he obeyed what God had spoken to him. I believe this is the time for the church to get back to holding on to the promises of God's word no matter what our circumstances or situations look like or feel like. Listen, when we're holding on to the promises, what we're doing is we're saying no person, no situation can convince me that God's word will fail or that it won't come through. God's word never fails. He always comes through all of his promises he said yes to when we get into agreement with his word. Come on, when we're praying the promises, when we're holding on to it, what are we doing? We're praying it, we're writing it, we're talking about it, we're thinking about it all the time, believing that God's word is gonna come true. The promises of God literally become our lifeline in that place, and without them, we would drown. Can I tell you one more time, don't give up, keep holding on to the promises. So many people give up or let go when their breakthrough was one turn away. Come on, we're gonna keep holding tight to the promises of God. And if you need help, that's okay. If you need someone to stand with you, that's okay. But then don't just stay there by yourself. Get around some people in the church. Come on, that's what it means to be rightly related with other believers. Someone you can call, someone you can text and say, I'm struggling, I need you to stand in faith with me. This is what I'm believing God for. Someone that can speak life into you when you feel like, man, I don't know if this is gonna work out. They can come along say outside you and say, it's gonna work, let's stand together. I'm so thankful for the people in my life that I can call when I need encouragement, when I need support. We all need to be rightly related to other people to help us to keep holding on to the word. Man, that's why I believe so strongly in groups and why I hope that this year, 2021, is the year that you can step out of the boat 
and get into a group. Maybe you can start leading a group and man, let's get rightly related and continue to hold on to the word. Listen, God's word never fails. His promises are yes in our agreement. Man, we're gonna see God do great things. So wherever you are today, let's just bow our heads and begin to pray. Lord, I just thank you that you're such a good and loving Father. You gave us your word. You gave us your promises. Lord God, and you said, yes, I will do them. So Lord, right now I pray, Lord God, for everything that's going on in our lives. Lord God, I pray that we would give strength and courage to hold on to your word. Thank you, Father, that we can put our agreement with what you've already said to see it working in our lives. And maybe that's you where you find yourself today, struggling in an area, believing God for something. Maybe you've just felt discouraged or you felt like, is this ever gonna happen? And in this moment right now, it's a moment to recommit to holding on to the word, getting back to speaking scripture, to mixing faith. And wherever you find yourself on that right now, I just encourage you just lift your hands and just allow the Holy Spirit to minister in your heart, to renew you with strength, to give you purpose again. Maybe there's an area of your life where you've been speaking doubt and the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, let's change some of the words that are coming out of our mouth. Or maybe you've just been trying to go at this alone. Can I tell you, don't do life alone. Get around some people who are gonna speak life into you. So Lord, I thank you right now that you're making all things new. You're restoring faith in us today. Even as the word was spoken, it's beginning to build in us. Lord God, I thank you that we're gonna be those that believe your word. And Lord, I ask that you cleanse us right now and we repent of areas where we've spoken doubt or we've agreed with fear, Lord God. We decide right now to be people of faith, Lord God. We're going to speak your word. We're going to begin to live out your word. And I thank you, Father God, that we're going to see a performance of your word taking place in our lives. I pray for strength in your life right now so that you never give up, but you press into all that God has for you. And I want to pray for another group of people. You're the one listening today and you recognize there's something stirring inside of you, but if you're really honest, man, you don't really know God. You feel something's happening, but you don't know what it is. You've tried to know about God. You've you've tried to know some things and but you really don't know him for yourself. Maybe you thought, well, my parents were Christians and so I grew up in church, so I'm good. Maybe you've just been trying to do some nice things and be a good enough person that you could just slip into the pearly gates one day. Can I tell you, the only way to know God and to be right with him so that you can go to heaven with him when you leave this earth is through faith in Jesus Christ as your savior. There's nothing else that we could do or that we could figure out on our own that could remove sin from our lives. It's only through what Jesus did on the cross. But that's the good news is that we can never earn his love, but Jesus came to offer you the free gift of salvation. He freely gives it to any person to pay for sins past, present, and future. And all he asks is that we give our lives fully to him in return. There are those of you who today who are ready to say, Jesus, I need you in my life, to call on him as your Lord and Savior. If you're ready to do that and surrender your life to Jesus, maybe you just need to come back to him and you want to be included in this prayer. You can click to raise your hand in the chat or simply type the name Jesus in the comments wherever you're watching. We would love to pray with you today. Church, can we pray out loud all together so no one is praying alone? Would you repeat this prayer after me? Heavenly Father, Forgive me of all my sins. I believe Jesus died for me. 
and he is the savior of my life. Today I give my life to you. Thank you for filling me with your spirit so I could live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer and you meant it, then right then, the love and the power of God came into you and it says that your spirit was brought to life. You are a son, you are a daughter of God. So let me say, welcome to the family. And we'd love to have the privilege to pray with you and encourage you, give you some resources and some steps to take in your life of faith. Would you send me an email to info at victoryorlando.com. Thank you so much for joining us here at Church Online today. I can't wait to see you back here next Sunday.